Where is this unique place? Exactly what kind of establishment sees such a broad spectrum of human race, all in a day's work? It is Battersea Dogs Home, the oldest and most famous dogs home in the world. I was lucky enough to work at Battersea for 15 years, and it was there that I learned that possessing a passion for dogs can break down barriers and unite people from all social backgrounds, races, religions, and income brackets like nothing else. Every day, Battersea received an assortment of four-leggeds through its door. They included pedigrees and non-pedigrees, all different colours, shapes, sizes and temperaments, much like the myriad of two-leggeds who kindly came to open their hearts and homes to one lucky hound. A nation of animal lovers we may be, but in juxtaposition to the compassion and generosity that surrounded me on a daily basis were 500 dogs, abandoned and bewildered. This book celebrates the dogs, sometimes damaged beyond belief, that came through Battersea's door, the staff that mended them, and the customers whose lives they enhanced and, in some cases, even saved. It is an account of some extraordinary circumstances I found myself in, often completely unconnected to my everyday world of dogs. Circumstances brought about simply as a result of my passion for dogs equaling someone else's. This is a tribute to all the good that came out of one unique, Genuine, caring, determined, proud establishment. A place as deeply ingrained in British heritage as the monarchy, fish and chips and cups of tea. A place known simply as Battersea Dogs Home. Chapter 1. Like a Dog with a Bone Mr Wadman Taylor head vet and manager of the world-famous Battersea Dogs Home, showed me up to his office and asked me to take a seat. The room was quite dark, with green leather chairs, wall-to-wall bookshelves and dog beds everywhere. The desk was piled high with paperwork. There were photographs on the walls of handsome hounds, proudly posing with large silver trophies. I couldn't decide if the room smelled more of dog or pipe tobacco, but something about it made me feel strangely at home. Two Cairn Terriers stood guarding their bed, which was between me and the seat I'd been asked to take. Was this my first test? Were the dogs part of the interview panel? Mr W.T. assured me they were harmless, with him maybe, but every step I took prompted their deep growls to become more frenzied, lip-curling, teeth-gnashing barks. A young 18-year-old, having had no previous exposure to this kind of dog behaviour, I wasn't exactly sure what to do. Somewhere in the darkest recesses of my mind, the words, show no fear, played as if on a continuous loop in my head. I decided that I'd be damned if these two teeth-bearing, overstuffed cushions were going to scupper my chances of landing my dream job. I have always had a passion for dogs. Where it came from, I honestly don't know. We'd never had dogs in the family, but whenever I was due a free wish, from eating strawberries for the first time every summer, to seeing a black cat or catching snowflakes, it was always the same one. I wish that I had a dog. I never imagined there might come a day when I'd have 700. I have a running joke with my mother. If she had only bought me a dog when I was a kid, this strange obsession would be out of my system and I'd have a successful career in rocket science by now. When I was six, in an attempt to placate me, my parents bought me a tortoise. A bloody tortoise! 
They named him Spiro. I did my best to love him, I really did. It's probably just as well I didn't form a strong bond with him. He was a demon vegetable muncher and escaped from his hutch on a regular basis in order to decimate my father's vegetable patch. One day poor Spiro ate one too many lettuces, so my parents liberated him into next door's garden. With role models like those two, it's no wonder I ended up wanting a career in animal welfare. Spiro tried his best, but dogs were my one true love. I just adored them. My earliest encounter with one was as a three-year-old out shopping with my mother. She thought I was by her side, but watched in horror as I strolled right up to an enormous German shepherd tied up outside a shop. Apparently, we were nose to nose when, showing no sign of fear, I looked him squarely in the eye and gave him a resounding woof. My mother stood...